all writing is a form of prayer. That short quote is by English poet John Keats. Then there's a quote by Diane Ackerman, also a poet, an American poet and author, and she said, writing is my form of celebration and prayer. Welcome to the Overcoming Writers Podcast, episode number 142. Today, Judy and I dig into the connection between writing and the divine. We both agree that it is definitely a spiritual practice, whether or not that is the intention. In our discussion, we highlight three main benefits of looking at our writing as prayer. It helps you improve your concentration. It helps you to develop a connection. And it documents your spiritual journey. So, you know, I can't stop myself. I just love quotes so much. Here's one more quote that informed our conversation today. Writing is one of the most ancient forms of prayer. To write is to believe communication is possible, that other people are good, and that you can awaken their generosity and their desire to do better. That one is by Fatima Mernisi, a Moroccan feminist writer and sociologist. So here we go. Writing as prayer. Welcome to the Overcoming Writer's Block Podcast. I am your host, Lisa Hoffman. Has someone ever told you that you should write about an experience, but you're not sure if your writing is good enough? Do you have a story to tell, but are anxious about its success? Have you thought about writing a memoir, but worry about being judged or criticized? Are you interested in writing a book, but feel stuck and overwhelmed by the writing, editing, and publishing process? Well, I'm here for you. Every week on this podcast, I'll be answering your questions, sharing my stories, and offering tips on how you can overcome writer's block. Sometimes my fellow Sidetrack sister, Judy Goodson, will join me to offer advice. Other times, I'll interview interesting and creative people to inspire you on your journey. So, here we go. Hey, Judy. Hey, Lisa. Good to see you, as always. You too. How are, how are things? Things are going just great. It's always a better day when we get to do our podcast together. I agree. And I'm tickled and I cannot wait to talk about today's topic, which is writing as prayer. Ooh, I love that topic. Yeah. I Before we got on today, I found some great quotes. And I mean, it is a historical truth that people over the centuries have used writing as prayer. And, you know, you don't hear much about that right now. I haven't heard much about that right now. And so I thought that would be a really great topic for us to explore. I like it. I like it a lot. So you said you had some good quotes. Let's hear them. I do. Well, but just wait. Okay. Before we get into this, because I do have got some great quotes. I've got some thoughts, but I want to backtrack just a little bit. Oh, right. Okay. We talked back in episode 140 Uh about writing to write, about priming the pump, about using writing to get us writing in whatever form that we wanted to do. And I wanted to say that one of the things that I brought were those um, journal prompts Mm -hmm. or writing prompts. And I just wanted to give a shout out to Daniel 
Danielle Laporte. I got a book of hers a while ago, and it is called The Fire Starter Sessions. And I love this book so much. And it's really about soulful practices, guide to creating success on your own terms, really thinking about how do you want to feel and what's going to get you that feeling. Okay. Instead of saying, I want a new car. Why do you want what? What's the feeling that that new car is going to get you? What do you, what are you aiming for here? What's that feeling underneath the new car? And I liked it so much that I bought the workbook. workbook. (laughs) And what's so cool is this is one of those things that I wanted to just kind of show you. I actually did the exercises in this book. Lisa, that's amazing. Good job. Look at at how she organized it. It's got blank spaces. And I didn't write sentences on this one. I just wrote words and put bubbles around it. You can do whatever you want. And I loved how not only does this get me my my thoughts and feelings out, but it's Mm -hmm. a record of what I was thinking when I was working through this process. And so I wanted to say I love writing to write, not only, of course, to get myself the, the juices flowing, but just to accomplish one's goals in life. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which now brings me to the next set that I purchased. Now I purchased this last year and I bought this. Now this is copyrighted in 2005 and it mm-hmm. was the 10th anniversary of ver- version. Mm-hmm. Now, now it's 2023. Almost 24. So now this is almost 20 years later. Right. So book, now his his concepts would be this, the, if they come out with a new one, it will be a 30th anniversary edition. Correct. But, yep. But this is not that old. It's a workbook that goes along with it. Yay. <laughs> and what I liked about this one was that, like that one of the, the other starters that I shared with you, it has pages like this where you fill in boxes. Uh huh. It also has spaces where you don't have to fill in like a, a, a prompt at the top of the page and then a whole blank page. Whole page, of, yeah. But it has just like oh, lines. You know, I like that. Mm-hmm. You know, where it, it, you don't have to think a long time on one topic. You just have to think a short amount of time on a lot of different topics. So I am excited to begin exploring this one. I haven't exactly decided when I'm going to just start this one, this series. But it's definitely on my, not my bucket list, but on my to-do list. To-do list. Jeff is amazing. So I don't know exactly when that's going to happen, but it's on my, maybe it is a bucket list. For those that don't know Jack Canfield, he's the chicken soup guy. Yes, the chicken soup for the soul editor. And we did. Well, he was the originator. He was the originator, yes. Yeah. And we were discussing when we started, when we were just getting ready for this podcast today, Judy, how many books did you think was was in the series of Chicken Soup for the Soul? Oh, I said at least 50. Uh-huh. And I looked it up. And? I think it was... 351, you said. 321. Mm-hmm. Was it 21? As, according to the Googles, yes. But um, yeah, he's got quite a few of those books under his belt. Now, I don't think he probably has hands-on on any of those at this point in time. But um, yeah, I'm I'm... I'm excited about beginning that journey. I just don't exactly know when yet, but 
It's definitely on the on the to do list. Yeah, I guess that. Well, will be. if you ever notice that someone has been in your house rummaging through your books and there are several missing, you'll know who was there. <laughs> Oh, you need a lending library because I'm not going to buy all these books after you've had them and don't read them. And I have. But I do read them. I read them. And, you know, there are a few that I do. And it seems books about um, self-help, books about writing, books about writing about yourself, legacy writing, journal writing. Those are the kinds of books that I really gravitate towards. That's right. what we talk about. That's what this podcast is about. That's what we're doing here. Yep. That's no, what I love, right. and I want right. to spread the joy. So today, we are talking about writing as a form of prayer. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to kind of start out with a couple of the, I mean, it's so succinct. Um, English poet John Keats, uh -huh. his, his one sentence quote is, all writing is a form of prayer. Mm -hmm. Doesn't get more succinct than that. And no. really tied to that one, almost verbatim but with a little twist is diane ackerman who's an american poet and author she said writing is my form of celebration and prayer uh-huh uh-huh like okay too. yeah i do so, too you know when i sat down and i was thinking you know why why is writing and prayer writing such an important component of prayer and how can it be part of prayer i came up with three things okay okay so the first one has to do with concentration the second one has to do with connection and the last part has to be with documentation okay those are the three things we're going to talk about today kind of explore so the first one has to do with concentration mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so what Focus. my Yes, exactly. You know, in our crazy ass world that we're living in right now, it seems like we are constantly being bombarded with information and entertainment and just our lives are a constant things are coming in at us. And can't hear you. Can't hear you. The phone and the television and the radio and, you know, I mean, if somebody's bored just for 30 seconds, they've got their phone in their hands and they're doing something. It's it's mm -hmm. almost it's almost a shame because it robs us of our chance to have some silence in our lives. Yes, exactly. And, you know, I think that when we're writing it, our, that that physical process of typing or writing helps to focus our thoughts by minimizing the distractions. Mm -hmm. You I know, it, it brings us to this place, this here, this now in a very physical and practical way. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, I was talking before we started about a book that's been meaningful to me, and this might be a time to talk about it just for a minute. Christina Baldwin, back in 1990, published a book called Life's Companion, and her subtitle was Journal Writing as a Spiritual Quest. Mm -hmm. And there was one um, quote in here that I thought was so interesting. It says, when people have no silence in which to re reflect, they cannot reflect. Hmm. And it, it goes on to say, in this cultural atmosphere, to reclaim your right to silence is actually an act of independence 
and the first necessary step in finding your spiritual center. Wow. I think that's a very appropriate um, quote to include in our day to day because it, it does. If you, if you aren't reflecting and, you know, we've called it all different names, meditation, whatever, but reflecting, I call it staring at the wall time. I just need so much staring at the wall time every day and it's never unproductive. <laughs> it brings me clarity brings me focus. And I'll just slip in a little story. I, I was telling you earlier, I knew that after my mother passed that I wanted to write her obituary. And just a little, a little, I called it a voice. It wasn't a voice, just a, a something said, go sit down An at intuition. your computer. Yeah. I sat down at my computer and I started typing. And in 20 minutes, I had a 30 stanza poem, which ended up being mom's obituary. Yeah. And I looked at that and went, huh, <laughs> where'd that come from? And we know where it came from. Mm -hmm. You know, it came from a connection with the divine because there was no way. I mean, I like to write poems, but not mm -hmm. that fast and not that quick and not that appropriate. Right. Right. So yeah. I guess you've just jumped into the second part of this um, the discussion. So, you know, not only does journal writing give us that, that, that focus, but I think there's a focusing with a, not a goal, but a connection with, as our intention, we want to have a connection either. I don't know. And I don't think this is, you know, either, or with ourselves, with mm -hmm. others and, or with the divine. And I think that's what you're illustrating right there is by writing and having that focus, we can make a connection that otherwise we wouldn't have found. I, I think that's incredibly true. I mean, I think we've all heard that we use about 10% of our, of our brain and that 90% never really gets triggered or stimulated. Well, I think if you reflect and if you are making connections and focusing, it can open up some of that other 90%. What do you think? Well, I've heard that phrase, that 10% um, comment debunked, but. Oh, um, have you? Yes, I have. But I also believe that there is a, a heart opening that happens in meditation, in prayer, and in writing, and, and in the intersection of all of them. And that's what we're talking about today. Okay. I think that's awesome. that, that when you. When you do that, you are developing a closer connection by the, the very process creates the, the ability to make the connection in maybe a quicker and a deeper way because of what we talked about before, because of that clarity that mm -hmm. you're fostering by the focus. Mm -hmm, and I think mm -hmm. this happens. I, I wanted to, to bring this up, too. I think, you know, today in our society, we have people who are constantly being uh, labeled, whether it's in schools or as adults. It's like, oh, I've just been labeled as ADHD or ADD or some kind of. Exactly. Um, I, I've just found out that I'm on the Asperger's and, and I have Asperger's. Or I'm on the um, on the continuum for, you know, whatever. I think when we acknowledge that we all have concentration issues in one shape, way, form of, or another, that 
we make comp we make um we make we compensate compensation for that and mm -hmm. by writing our thoughts and feelings and worries and praise all the components of prayer onto the paper it, it really clarifies those things helps. yeah yeah it, it helps clarify and it helps make that connection I think that is so incredibly true. And I think that without that quiet time, as I just quoted from Christina, without that silence, without that, you know, we, we fill everything with so much junk that we don't have that silent time to fill with those connections. And we don't trust that we, that we can benefit from those, mm -hmm. you know, try telling a teenager to put down their phone and you'll know what I mean. It's just, there's no confidence that if I don't uh, and, have and not that. not only teenagers, parents. No, yeah. I mean, it, it, I think it's, it's, it's worked its way up the ladder. Um, it's not just teenagers anymore who are, you know, fill every spare moment with information technology. I mean, the phones are just amazing. It's amazing what you can learn. It's amazing what Google mm -hmm. can teach you. You know, there's a YouTube video for everything. Everything, as we were everything. talking about with dog grooming. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, yes. It, it's wonderful, but it's also addictive. It is addictive. You know, I, I've been having trouble sleeping and I find myself sitting on the edge of the bed, ready to put my phone on the phone charger. And I'm going, oh, I wanted to Google this. And oh, yeah, that's right. I wanted to look this up and that up. And the next thing I know, it's three o'clock in the morning and I still haven't gone to bed. And, you know, then you know what happens it's yeah, nine o'clock in the morning and I'm still not out of bed. And exactly. I have this wonderful <laughs> dog who when I get up, I get up. And she seems to have amazing um, a bladder control uh, bladder and she just holds it. And if she really gets desperate, she will squeak, but not so much. Know, no, not, not so yeah. much. So I think it's just confirmation that it's not just the teenagers. You're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so Judy, let's keep moving forward here. We've been talking about dogs and, and te information technology. Let's get back to, to prayer and uh, writing. So we've talked a little bit about how, the writing in terms of a prayer life in terms of 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 the, its connection with prayer like meditation it really helps us clarify and focus and concentrate minimizes our distractions mm -hmm. and helps us to organize our thoughts mm -hmm. and we want to do that because we want to have a deeper connection with the divine mm -hmm. we want to have a sense that you know we aren't alone in the struggle so mm -hmm. the last thing that I want to, to talk about is the documentation. And okay. I think this is why I keep all my journals. Mm -hmm. It's because when you write your prayers, your thoughts, your hopes, your dreams, your aspirations, your stuff down on the paper mm -hmm. as a prayer, as a meditation, you really are documenting your spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. You're providing the background, you're providing the evidence so that down the road, you'll be able to see your own. Oh, I, I forgot that I thought about that or, you know. Exactly. You'll be able to reflect on your process. Uh-huh. And of course, stay encouraged at all the blessings and all the answered prayers that have occurred over over the span of time that you've been journaling or writing or, you know, doing a, a practice of 
documenting your thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's such a great answer to why should I write it down? It's my thought I should remember. Mm-hmm. Well, I can witness for you that as you get older, you don't remember. So having it <laughs> written down, you know, I look at some of the things I wrote 20 years ago and I think, wow, I'm so glad I wrote that down because that's a real good insight into, you know, where I where I came from and what I was wanting and, and how I feel about things. And, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have probably been able to articulate it again without a little bit of, of glancing at what I had written. Sure, exactly. No, I totally get it. And I guess that also, um, you know, in the past, I have struggled a little bit with two different kinds of journaling. One is the the morning pages where you just get all the gunk out. Uh And the other one is thoughts that I want other people to read somewhere down the road, Uh you know? And really when you look at journal writing as a spiritual practice, you can acknowledge that it's all the same, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It really is. When you pray, um, you know, the divine and and I and I did want to put a caveat. I'm I'm using the word divine because that's my word. You put in your word, um, right. and I don't. I mean, so many people will get into all the different choices. You do you, but <laughs> that's all I'll say. It's you know, even before I write it down, even before I say it, even before I pray it, even before I meditate about it, it's already out there. It the the prayer is really for me. Mm-hmm. It's That's really, correct. you know, for my soul, my heart, my journey, my experience. Mm-hmm. And, and and to keep other things from getting in the way and watering it down and polluting it and all that mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's it's getting it down in its purest and simplest form for me. Mm-hmm. That's how it well, seems. And sometimes me. it might not be real pure and simple. Sometimes it might be really messy and muddy. <laughs> but that's okay because that is what... That's what's there. And it's to, to try to sanitize it or make it sound spiritual. No, 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 that's no, I agree. You can't here. do that. And I don't think that's, I know what I said and I agree with your, your adding to it. I just don't think most of the time mine is not pure and simple. I'm just saying it gets down what I'm feeling. It's not interjecting a bunch of other people's feelings, yes. I guess is what I'm yes. trying to point out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's pure in that it's they're my words, my reflections. Yeah. So yeah. Exactly. And you know, the other thing that I think is it, it comes up into my comes comes to me very often is back in the day when I was in college, we were always encouraged in the church that I was um affiliated with at that time to have a quiet time every day. And okay. the, somebody said you know, um, a quiet time is not simply listening to a a, a current um, singer or you know a particular song and feeling you know meditating on the words of a song and feeling good about it mm-hmm. as you go on in your day. But a quiet time is really a time of being real with God mm-hmm. and you know, reading the word and meditating on it and putting into practice intention of how you wanted to live your spiritual journey. 
Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, this is all coming all around, you know, but you said earlier about when people have no silence in which to reflect, they cannot reflect that mm-hmm. quote by Christina Baldwin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When people don't set aside the time to write, they don't write. When they don't set aside the time to pray, they don't pray. It's it's a fact that you have to make time for what you find important. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that by journaling and writing your thoughts and your feelings and your prayer, you're really getting the most bang for your buck. <laughs> Well, I agree with that. You know, I even stay away from guided meditations Mm. because Mm -hmm. I'm listening to somebody else's words about what to meditate on. So I've made it a practice. If I'm listening to a 10 minute guided meditation, then I turn everything off and I'll spend another 10 minutes just reflecting, you know, where did this take me? What did I feel about this? Because it's really about me. And if I'm being guided, it's someone else guiding me. And I feel like this is my time for connection. Yeah. And so, like I say, I kind of stay away from the guided meditations. I even stay away from listening to music in my quiet time because music always seems to take me to what was I doing when I first heard this song or what Mm. do I think about these words or what do they mean to me? Or have I seen the, have I seen the, the video of this song? It, it, it gets in the way. It Mm. it doesn't allow my, my mind to really open up and to, to connect with my heart and get the words down on paper that are really being stimulated in me mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I don't know it, it sometimes people say well I, I sit and I you know I put on my eyebuds and I listen to music and I have my quiet time that's not quiet time that's mm-hmm. that's that's got interruption in it and you yeah. know I, I was talking to my son the other day we were riding in the car and he said mom you don't even have the radio on <laughs> I don't turn the radio on a lot when mm-hmm. I'm driving because that driving time is a really good quiet time yes i have to concentrate on my driving however i still have the lack of extra noise mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah and i guess the the writing yeah of course you can't write while you're driving but um <laughs> well you're really, not supposed to be you know <laughs> so i i just really you know want to bring um the 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 opportunity and the the challenge forward to people to look at journal writing as a form of of prayer, mm-hmm. uh, a form of prayer that really can be beneficial in three different ways. And those were again that it helps you be focused and clear on mm-hmm. you know what you're what's happening right now in your life and what you're thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And it helps you to connect with the divine in a Mm -hmm. very um what did i say a very tactile way Mm -hmm. very grounded way Mm -hmm. the last thing is it helps to document the the progress that you've made in your um spiritual journey Mm -hmm. keeps you encouraged keeps you i think there's real value in rereading those documentations because it helps you really remember 
what came out for you and and it's used it's it's truth it's truth about you and it's truth about your connection so i think it's incredibly valuable to be able to refer back yeah beautiful so with that with that that new awareness or that um refreshed awareness i think we're going to wrap things up today judy Okay. I, I think this was incredibly valuable for me and I hope for those that are watching and listening, it's, it's, yeah. um, important, important time for you. And, okay. Oh, before we stop, I got one more quote to throw in here. It's a day of quotes. The ones you've shared a quote, I shared two at the beginning of this podcast and here's one more. Okay. Okay. You got it. So this isn't just our idea. This is, um, this is by a woman, a Moroccan feminist writer and sociologist named mm -hmm. Fatima Marisi, Mernisi. And she said, writing is one of the most ancient forms of prayer. To mm -hmm. write is to believe communication is possible, that other people are good, that you can awaken their generosity and their desire to do better. So oh, those are I great think, words for us to end on. It is. So let's write, Judy. I got it. it. Yeah, I got it. Thank you. Okay. Love Talk you. Talk soon. See you okay. next week. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye, sweetheart. Wait, stop. Okay. So this is the end of our episode today, and I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found it interesting, informative, inspiring, entertaining. Wow. Isn't that a huge expectation? But seriously, maybe you found these words do match what you're feeling. Well, in that case, we would love if you would please rate and review our podcast. It's super simple. All you have to do on your phone, go to your podcast app, scroll down to where you see the stars. You can click on the stars to rate the podcast. And then there's this little purple label that says, rate this podcast. And you click on there and then you can type in your words. You see, by doing this, it'll help our algorithm, which will enable more people to find us. We'll just have more fun that way. Also, if you haven't checked out my relatively new Instagram page for Lisa Hoffman Coaching, you should stop by. Click it, check it out, follow me. I've got some fun ideas that I don't want you to miss out on. So once again, thank you so much for being with us today and see you next time.